Patrick Pitts from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. A little bit later this week than normal, but better late than never, hey? It is nice to have you here. Welcome to a monster podcast episode. Plenty of stuff to get through. Players coming off the bye, trade targets, cash cows, keeper leagues, and a ton more other stuff on the way. Uh, joining me in the studio this week, talking all things fantasy footy, I got the Fox back. Hello, mate. You know, mate. Second, second week for two me. Two out of three weeks. It's nice yes. to have you back and around. I'll be on the bubble after tonight. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. After a week in between, coming back off injury, it's nice to have you. And a voice you probably haven't heard since the 50 most relevant back in February. It's nice to have Tim in. Hello, buddy. How are you? Good, thanks. How's it going? It's good. Look, I said there is plenty of stuff to talk about uh, for fantasy footy coaches. Whether you play Dream Team, Super Coach, AFL Fantasy, you're a drafter or a daily fantasy player, uh, there's plenty of stuff to get to. And of course, our Patreon supporters, uh, we've got some of your questions that you've been asking via the Patreon community. If you want to join that, you can at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel and help support the coaches panel. Before we get to cash cows, and there is a number of cash cows that are from a dream team and super coach perspective on the bubble for AFL Fantasy, still under 300,000 and present some value for us, some trade targets I want to get to. Uh, but I think there's a, there's a big question. Maybe, Tim, I'll, I'll start it with you in terms of it is we're getting to the point in the year that more so in dream team and super coach, it's definitely a phrase we'd use in AFL Fantasy, given we've got two trades a week no matter what. You never feel in that format you have a, quote, completed side, um, given that you're now playing fixture running um, and, and still trying to build your side through that. But when it comes to Dream Team and Supercoach, is this the week now, and I know every side's different, are we now at the point where after the trades we make this week, are we at a completed side? Or for most within the community, we're probably still one more round of trading before we get there? Yeah, it seems to be. seems to be. We were talking about that earlier, and it seems like most people are on about two premiums left to go, yeah. including this week. So depending how much money you got in the bank, um, yeah. you might be there this week. You might be one to go. Um, you know, if you've really done it well, you might be there already. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just setting yourself up for the run home. So if you're in that any of those categories, it sounds like you're about normal. If you've got three or more to go, you're a bit behind the eight ball at this stage. Yeah. Okay. And I guess, you know, Fox, when we talk about a completed side, it's also a subjective opinion because... Very subjective. Because I might say I have a completed side with Brody Smith at D6, yeah. and for others they may think, well, that's not a completed side. And again, that's format to format dependent. Yeah, you could say Brody Smith is for Supercoach, but not for Dream Team. Yeah, and that's and true. Marty Hall. Yeah, would would you say in Supercoach, if you had Marty Hoare at D6, would you feel, I would feel confident? Yeah, I'd feel comfortable. As okay. long as I had some bench cover that I, I could loop in or something like that. Yeah. I want to come so, back to that yeah. bench cover conversation too because I, I think sometimes, Tim, there's that process of it's the rush to get the best 22 possible on field. The balance of the premiums has started the year with the guys you might have had to trade in through injuries. And then the upgrades you've made over the past six to eight weeks to get you where you're at to. Um, how aggressive 
should you be leaning into that completed side? Is it at the cost of no bench cover and then just cross your fingers and, and hope you don't get a laid out or an injury or something like that, especially in the limited trades where you only got 30 and once they're done and gone. Is, is that the strategy? I know everyone's different, but is that the strategy? Just run the gauntlet, finish the side and cop the un, the bad luck if it comes your way? So you're talking about people going for overall. Yeah. Basically on that. Um Oh, gee, it's a $64 question, that one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't think you can go with no bench cover. Right. So, I mean, you're going to have people miss. But at the same time, if you're talking like average bench cover versus um, lesser scoring on field, I think you've really got to go for the scoring on field. Yeah. You, you're unlikely to succeed by going the lesser option on field, you'd think, because it could be, you know, 10 points a week. Um, each player you do that for on the run home. Yeah. And, and so, Fox, is it very much this, and again, every player chooses to play the game different. Some coaches yeah. feel a little bit nervous about that and go, oh, I'd rather choose to allow the Dersma of the Lockhart. Oh, I'm going to, the, the guy that's made me a heap of cash along the year, I'm going to choose to hold on to them for the year as cover as opposed to the other coach who goes, no, they've done their job, get aggressive, get it done. Well, I don't mind Dersmo. Okay. Actually, right. to be to be honest, okay. You could you could trade him out to someone, and he might fall over. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all subjective. If you're going for the win, I think you've got to be very, rankings. Very, yeah, very aggressive. Yeah. So, where's the strategy different for a rankings as a league focus at this point of time in the season? Like, how many trades are you? Because if you're focusing on leagues, it's the final for most leagues, the final four weeks of the year. Is there a set number in the back of your mind, Fox, if you were making leagues you focus, you're going, okay, in these more limited trade formats of Dream Team and Supercoach, I have for Fantasy, you got two a week, so it doesn't matter how you use them. Are you going, I need two, I need four? Um, is that the way you're choosing to approach it if leagues are the priority over ranking? I think you need at least one a week. For, for the finals as the leagues? finals, yeah. So you're talking four for the finals? Yeah, four yeah, trades. four... four. And you'd also like to have one or two up, I think. Okay, so you're saying in an ideal sense for leagues, and, and, and there's always the ideal and then the reality, yeah. um, you're saying if you could have up to six, that's where you'd love to be, but four is would give you confidence you can make the moves you need. Six or seven with five weeks to go. Holy crap, perfect. and you're going to have a completed <laughs> side there no, too? No, you're going for leagues. Right. Yeah, because I've, I've been done plenty of times by the team that's uh, finished eighth in a league. Yep. Just bang, bang, bang. Well, and sides, look, we're heading into the final couple of months of the year, aren't we, Tim, where while there is still plenty of spots in the top eight up for grabs, it it looks pretty clear that there's a a top four or five bunch of teams that, barring something drastic, I can't see Geelong falling out of the finals. I can't see Collingwood falling out of the finals. I can't see West Coast, GWS. You'd probably say Adelaide, just with a bit of the fixture they've got, whether they make the top four is another conversation, but you'd just be surprised if they drop away and then there's a bunch of Essendon, Richmond, Fremantle, Port Adelaide, you know, these guys that all should be in the conversation too, but we'll see teams like Gold Coast and Kilda, Carlton, start putting sides and players and premiums away. We see this every year. You will, especially guys. So, for example, I mean, I, I don't think anyone still have Pierce Hanley. Um, sure. But as an example, he's the kind of guy, if he were to get another soft tissue injury, most likely, but would, would you put him in that conversation year. now well, that he's out for four weeks? I don't think they'd put him out for the year unless he strained it again. Okay, on the way back, just because three hundred games, yeah, and sure. All that, um, but yeah, that kind of player, like you got an older player who does a soft tissue at this kind of time of year in a team that's not going to make finals, then 
that's the kind of guy who's just gonna you know every chance to miss like six eight weeks for it they'll say nah don't come back so you've just got to really watch those kind of players if you've got them in your team yeah uh, it's an interesting question fox you're talking about leagues focus before and again the more limited trade formats of dream team and super coach are the kind of how many trades you'd like to have what what's in your mindset, talk me through the mind of the fox, which is a dangerous thing because the last time I asked you to describe something to me, I, I I still can't get that mindset of Hoff out of my mind. So please pray for me, everybody. But uh, what's some of the mindset if you're going for a league's focus, you're heading into the final eight weeks of the year, yeah, we reckon finals are either a certainty or a, or a contention for you. What else are you looking for in a strategy? And I'm going to get your rankings thoughts in a second, Tim. Oh, going what, for a, well, yeah, leagues, if you're going for a league week, what, what, what's your strategy outside of, okay, I've got four, five, six trades that I'd love to have up my sleeve. What else are you navigating and processing now as a coach with a league focus? Yeah, well, I, I know that you get you just have to have all those trades up because the uh, the players you know, drop off. Sure. So you, you have to cover that. If you cover that, you you're fine, but the first first thing is you've got to make finals. Yeah, right. So you've got to make you've got to make that. Top so you burn eight. them to get there, well, rather well, than. Well, ha- the main thing is you got to make them. Yeah, sure. It's no use saving them and then finding out you finish ninth. Yeah, right. Okay, so you, ha- you have to make the finals, and that's a little bit of a, the same mindset, Tim. I suppose when it comes to pushing for an overall rankings perspective, is if you're in contention, you may as well use them and have a crack. And if your ranking slips while having a crack. Oh, well, you know, such is life, as opposed to I'm just going to keep being conservative. I'm going to hold that top 500 rank preciously as opposed to, no, mate, stuff it, have a go and have a crack. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we do see um, a few examples of people who end up winning who have had things go wrong in the run home and they've still gone all right. But um, with so many people in comps, especially talking like AFL Fantasy, Dream Team, Supercoach, they've all got several thousand people uh, yeah. there and, and certainly there'd be you know hundreds at this stage would still be some sort of chance someone's going to get the luck going for them so yeah. if you just sit back and make conservative trades every week someone's going to go past you someone's going to hit like a risky pick and it's yeah. going to fly so it doesn't mean you have to make a risky pick every trade but you have to take a risk somewhere yeah there's got to be a risk somewhere and clearly you've you've done some right moves across the year to get into a position where you go I'm a chance of winning this now. There's one of two approaches to make, uh, and it's continue on with the aggressive pathway that's got you where you are, or there's the, I'm going to now go against and, and try to caveat against the guys that that could hurt me on, on the run home and go, well, I'm not a Jackson McRae owner. I've identified he's the guy that could burn me now. With Liber out, it seems like he's getting that much more friendly midfield time again. I suppose, Fox, that's yeah. another one of the of the the things to think through as a fantasy yeah. coach in and ranking. There's a lot of fallen primos, too, that if you've got the trades, you can jump on them. Yeah. They, they get a bit of a run of form. I never thought I'd be looking at a uh, 700,000 player in Dream Team with a zero break even, which Jackson McRae has right now. Mm. Um, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some players that are, whether they've just come fresh off the buy, now that we're out of the multi-buy rounds, the... You know, Fantasy Footy 101 is you come out of the multi-buy rounds with two things in mind. One, a stronger rank. That's the ideal. And then secondly, a team that's stronger in the amount of premiums and point potential on field. Like, that's, that's Fantasy Footy 101. Like, you're not going to get that if that every footy side is going to tell that to you. No one's giving you a new revelation on that. But who are some guys that are either just freshly off the buy or we've now seen them for a couple of weeks 
that is a fantasy footy coach to and, and you know tell me the formats too to help people out but who are some guys that you target maybe fox could you give me some guys that maybe if you're strapped for cash a little bit right. talk me through a couple of the guys that you're needing to just massage because you haven't got the cash generation going is the way you'd how, like. Like how far strapped for cash are you looking? Like you're looking at the bet. Yeah. Give me a couple yeah. of options that oh, people could right. be considering. Well, all right, I'll start somewhere. I'll start maybe, say, Supercoach. Sure. For forwards. Like uh, a lot of uh, forwards have got a lot of duds there, like Parker yep. and, you know. Bolter. You, there's so many duds there at the moment. So sure. You might be looking for a... F six seven. Yep. Um, at the bottom now. This is this is no dreams in this one. By the way, no. I, I actually tried to. <laughs> you you tried I, to I get tried one. Tried and it didn't. It didn't work. work. It didn't work because the last time you had yeah. one, it went yeah. bad. Okay. All it didn't right. go that bad. Oh, he's not playing Fox. That's pretty bad. We got ninety. Play on. All right. Um, Tom Lynch, the Richmond Ooh, version. Okay. Guess how cheap he is in. Um, Supercoach. Very, yes. very cheap. Rewold's back in two you know, two mm, weeks' time. Okay. Might be a sneak. You might not have to pick him up right now. Yep. 266. Oh. So he is actually less than Bolter. I and wouldn't want that on field, but gosh, that sounds <laughs> exciting. No, but if you say you have him as, as F7. Yeah, and yeah. You can, he, gets he looked that, good he in gets, that game against Adelaide. He started to really hold his marks. That leading yeah. patterns were strong. Yeah, he was good. And how how many big games does he play a year? He plays two or three. Well, he's got so a good good little run home for the Tigers. You loop him in. I actually, I really don't mind that. As if you're looking to build depth in your side and yeah. looking to, we're looking low end. Yeah, yeah. we're talking low end. Really trying low, to, really. Well, yeah. well, you're under two hundred seventy thousand, Fox. So <laughs> no. you're definitely low ending <laughs> That's right now. Yeah, it is. It is. You're taking a rookie to try that's, to that's less than finish Bolter. your. I'd much rather. Um, Tom Lynch in my super coach side than Bolter and Parker, yeah. so fair enough. And then we can move up a little bit. Tom McDonald, you're moving up fifty thousand <laughs> as we go. Yes, he's had a pretty ordinary year. He has, but he's but given he's us four or five off, games. He's come off what, one? What did he come off last week? One hundred and thirty. He had a big. Last, last week, week he came off a monster one three five. Prior to that, I think it was about five or six weeks. And we know it. And then he's he had an got eighty or in him. Um, he does. I think he's averaging sixty seven, and he's one hundred and eighty four k down. On what he started, uh, he's got games against Brisbane, Carlton, Dogs, Saints, and Tigers. With West Coast somewhere in the middle, there, and only owned by one percent. Well, there's a reason only one percent of people <laughs> own him, Fox. So it's not the top one percent either. It's <laughs> right. And no, I like it. It's true. Right. There's value for money. I'm there. trying to find value. I appreciate yeah. what you're doing for me. Um, it's just to replace those guys like Drew. You know. Uh, so you're talking about Drew getting Baltus. Um, I don't know. Setterfield's probably worthwhile having as a swing. But, uh, yeah, you're looking at guys that they're choosing to invest their cash elsewhere, yeah. but they're trying to improve their side with the tra- with the trade. These, and these not are the, the cash. type of guys that could come home like a steam train. They, and, they and, could go full west and off. win you your league. They could go full west off. <laughs> He's no, I'm going to talk about him later. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> we go up a little bit further, Pat Lipinski. Oh yeah, now, now I'm now you've perked my interest. You're actually yeah, got about three fifty k. No, three ninety one. <laughs> he's yeah. averaging eighty nine. He's only in, still only in two point one percent. Supercoach, and we got this. We're little, talking supercoach. We are. I think he's an option in the other formats too, because yeah. we've we've now seen 
in 2017 and 2018, Bevo seems to love his mid-forwards that get on these run-homes. Uh, something our Patreons have some content around is if you look at the stats of Toby McLean ending the year, Josh Dunkley ending the yeah. year, and now Lipinski, is we are seeing a trend with Beveridge giving guys that have the skills the opportunity in the extended run yeah. in the midfield. and That's not always bad, Bevo. No, there's not always bad, Bevo. There's good Bevo. If you can get on the right end of Beveridge, it can be okay for yeah. you. So, so Lipinski, is he getting Libba's midfield time, or is that McRae? Like, if Libba comes back, yep. how does he impact those two guys? Well, if you go back and look at the games before that too, is he was still getting midfield opportunities even through that. Now, granted, those were the games where McRae seemed to be not getting in there, but... It, Luke, uh, Tom Liberatore was, I think he was on SCN over the weekend, was saying he was still about four to five weeks away between now and then. So Beautiful. You know, there's, uh, there's, there's... Four of the next five are at Marvel. Well, there you go. For Lipinski. Yeah. yeah, but I was just thinking, guys like Lipinski, at that price, he's going to be your F6 for the season, Correct. basically, given the number limited trades and so on. Yep. F7. F6 slipping F7. Well, then, so, is that uh, when you're going to move Tom <laughs> Lynch onto your ground? Yeah, yeah. Is it Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I don't mind, I don't mind the Pinsky call, yeah, but I, I agree. There's always there's risk with guys that um, could be associated with that, but I like it. And only one, and then I'll move up a little bit more. Um, you get into four hundred thousand. Four forty-eight. Okay, I'll end it there because we don't want to talk about the real big. Oh, everybody that's not a Dunkley only is chasing Dunkley yeah. if they can get him. They're going for Danger. They're going for Kelly. They're going for these guys. I can get. So you're yeah, talking value. Both and that's what Danger, I asked. Dunkley, Kelly, Walters, Daniel Marshall. We won't talk about those. Sure. Um, but um, Isaac Heaney. Oh, okay. He's um, super coach. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're talking super coach. Yeah, good. Um, now where 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 is he on my notes? Uh, Four forty eight. But does Buddy does the Buddy out affect him too much? Well, I think Menzel in the side certainly has got to help that forward opportunity through there. Hayward, Reed is getting plenty of opportunities, um, and. And so, yes, you could argue that case, but I think Menzel being in the side, Rose being in the side, I, I think you could but feel more comfortable with him. He looks good, though. He looks fitter, doesn't he? He does seem to have got rid of any so ankle concerns. usually means more points. Well, it's not. No. Because <laughs> if that's would. the case, Tom Scully would have been a fantasy beast for the past 13 seasons. Oh, Blickabs would be the top scorer. Oh, that's true. He's oh, a steeplechaser. Right. Yeah, exactly. Fair call. I'll give you that one. All right, fair enough. All right, so you're giving me some cheap <laughs> options there. I do like the Heaney call in there as well. What about for you, Tim? Some options, whether they be off the buy or um, you know, off the buy a couple of weeks ago. Who's some guys we should be looking at, whether it be at the topper end or maybe you want to head to the depths of Mordor of under 270,000 like Fox is? Who are some guys we could be considering? Yeah, well, I know Fox kind of covered the forwards, but there was one more which is really going to fit in that risk-reward category Here beautifully, and that's Scott Lysette. Because Lysette's a ruck forward. Super coach or any format we're talking? Well, more super coach, yep. but um, anything really, because he's, he's average in, I think, Dream Team's about mid-70s. Mm-hmm. And he's just obviously come off a uh, a big hundred in that. What's his like when Westoff playing with Westoff? With Westoff? Yeah. As like in... The, as with, a, with him and then without him. Or do you Westoff's mean with Ryder? missed one. Do you mean with Ryder and without Ryder? Or Westoff yeah. particularly? Why are you talking about Westoff? <laughs> he's not playing this week, Fox. No, I'm just saying that Lysart, Lysart without Westoff, sure. Lysart with Westoff. Sure. Like... Without Westoff, it's huge. What what did he score? One thirty. But there was no yeah, one, rider. Yeah, there was no, it was Paddy Ryder though. 
Surely it was the Surely it was the off. no rider, not the I'm, no west off. But I, 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 I appreciate <laughs> that that you've moved from Tom Sheridan, that you've moved off from Dom Sheed off the island, and you're now worried about Baywatch West Off. Well, I appreciate your new character. Well, I've got him in all formats, so mm. I've, I've got to push his tires. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Ken Hinckley isn't, so somebody has to. Yeah, which so it's basically enough. the question with Lysette is, is Ryder going to come back in and share duties, yep. or has Lysette got the sole ruck? Because if he's got the sole ruck, he's already averaging mid-90s in Supercoach. Yeah. And he's just scored 180 on his own. Mm. So Against an undermanned under, long under, department. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, you know... Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, I'm not going to say he's averaging 180, but clearly he scores better if he's a sole ruck. Yeah. Uh, for the record, the, uh, everyone knows I love my upcoming fixtures. Bulldogs this week, so that's a positive. Grundy did uh, all right. <laughs> <the> Grundy <laughs> did certainly does all right on that. Adelaide, so an O'Brien and or a Jacobs combination through there. Uh, then Brisbane, Richmond, GWS, Essendon, Sydney, North Melbourne, and Fremantle. That is how Lysette and the Port Power will finish their year. The other sort of main uh, cheaper, like uh, I suppose you'd be on a, a risk-reward cheapish form of premium mm-hmm. is Hannery in the yeah. midfield. So a few people went last week. A few, like myself, were a bit wary of the guy. Hesitant. injury history. Mm-hmm. and Not just even um, how he would score, but how he'd pull up. Yep. Um, but he seems fine. And he scored well. Yeah. And he's certainly cheap. So, Did you watch him? Yeah. I, what I liked about the game about Dan Han is that first quarter was really impressive. Now, granted, his, his teammates were looking to bring him into the game at yeah. e- every single opportunity they could. But he was playing a little behind the ball. Um, and that was one of the reasons why he used the ball a lot more by foot than where previously he had by hand because of the role and the ball was just getting into that St. Kilda you know, defensive unit on, on a barrage. But... I actually thought he looked really, really promising. He moved well, didn't seem to be impended by any injuries. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be making a sideways trade to go get him, but gosh, if there was the opportunity to either, quote, finish your midfield or deepen your midfield and bench, he needs to be in the conversation because he's a guy that's gone 105-110 across formats for years and not St Kilda said they were going to rebuild him. And it's one game of data, so you've got to be careful that you don't fall in love with it too much. But I think they've done a good job. Like Everything seems to be there. I was impressed when he ran through the banner. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he... <laughs> no, it's true. I look at things that people, other people probably don't. Like, he wasn't... Do, spon- do they put their shoes on? <laughs> no, You're in. No, he wasn't sponsored by Elastoplast either, oh. was he? I didn't see one... I didn't see one bit of elastoplast on him at, at all. I didn't even see a band-aid. I want to do a pre-season Wait. podcast so much. <laughs> Get trying to understand how you pick a player because it's a fascinating no, it's decision. True. It's, uh, no, it's a, true. A, a, lot, a lot is involved in bandages. Yep. And he didn't have one on when he ran through that banner. I've missed you at the podcast, Fox. That, that's for sure. Who else has some options? Dan Hannon is certainly one across the formats we could consider. Well, the others are guys we once spoke about earlier. McRae. Yep. If you don't have him, I think he's owned by about a third of the comp. Yeah. Is he, um, here's a, I, again, we, we at the coaches panel don't like using the phrase must have because it's heavily implies that if you don't have him, you can't win without them. I'm happy to say must have. Though. You're happy to say he's a must have. So if you're saying if you don't have McRae this week, no matter what else, well, got to go get McRae. Who are you going up against him? Well, it's not just about that. It's with the trades you are going to do this week as well. Yeah, well, I think he's cheap enough to, well, okay, to go so, for him. And he's yeah. not going to be any cheaper no, than this. No, this, no is, question. this is the week to get him, given he's what he just scored. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. Like, he's um, 
the ownership's a bit high in Supercoach, like 35%. So. Yeah, it's pretty similar across formats too, you know. But he's 98k cheaper than he started. Yeah. Um, oh, if you were big on McRae at any point in the year, this is the time to pull And four the of the next five at Marvel. It's not bad, is it? That's... And without Libba, so... Yes. But see, the thing with him, even if Libba comes back, he would be back for, what, three or four games? If that. If, if the if dogs that. aren't making the if finals. That, yep. So that's, you know, at most half the games out of those that are left, probably less than half the games left. So even if McRae goes back to what he scored up to date in those last three or four games... You'll still get the four... You'll still get a higher scores. average from now to the end of the season than what he has been. Yeah, exactly right. Because so, I'd sort of compare... So, so you're bringing in... Say you're bringing in a mid this week. Yep. So, say you're bringing a mid in Supercoach this week. Yeah. Um, so you got Josh Kelly. You'd love him in your team. But you're paying it a, but a probably paying, a peak yeah, for it. Six, yeah, six, sure. Six fifty one. Yep. Parker, he's on a run at the moment. He is, but I but wouldn't he's pay still, a peak. No, he's still six thirty two. So at five ninety one, he's a very good price. Y- you get yes. No, I, Val- I, I Val- agree. There's value, yeah. which is something you never thought we would be saying about Jackson McRae. Benny Gogos. He's a big fan of his work, yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> buy low. Yeah, buy low. Sell high. Yep, no. I, Did he work at buy low? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know, stage. Fox. All right. So so you're saying McRae's a must-have. I'm curious. I, I think he's as close as a must-have as a must-have is. Okay. All right. Does that make yeah, sense? yeah, yeah. I'm hearing you say. So it's not a must of, but it's close. As close as you get to a must It's of. a if you ever wanted to get him yeah. and a bloke that's got a history of some really monster scores last year and this yeah. year, this is your chance to pull the trigger. Otherwise, yeah. you're paying top dollar. And we've dollar. got a good sample size oh, yeah, from no last year, too. It's fascinating, isn't it? A month ago, some in the fantasy footy community were even asking us, and you see across different formats and channels going, at the buy, trade McRae. And it's like, well, one, why would you sell him at his lowest value point? Like that, as you said, that's that buy low, sell high. Don't sell these people at that low price point because there's no value. Um, and you're just compounding the issue. Secondly, a player like McRae was just one opportunity away from flicking the switch and going full ham again and going bananas. And that's what we've seen. Granted, it's in element, a part of a Tom Liberatore injury has helped open that. But even before that injury in the game, he had the role that meant his scoring was back being strong again. Granted, again, small sample size in a you know a third of a footy game. But yeah, you know, it's where you've got to be really careful who you get your advice from, whether it be a, a, a noisy um, small minority or it's the group think and the popular opinion or things like that. It's making sure you're making those right decisions for your side not just going with, a, oh, somebody said, so I'm going yeah. to... I mean, he was the first buy anyway, wasn't he? Yeah. So he, you're going to cop straight in and go, he's getting a buy, you're not even working around with the extra score. Yeah. Oh, the the thing with McRae was he was always, if you chose to go against him at the start of the year, there's a couple of pain weeks, then it kind of tempered out. McRae was always target number one off the buy round, I would have thought, for non-owners going, his ownership is so high that if he does do what he can do and I'm non-owner, I'm going to get left behind. But at his price point, you don't need him to go 120. You just need him to average 100 Um, because that's what you're paying for at that point in time. And already we've seen in two weeks, he's delivered in spades for owners. I think a lot of people planned to get him off that first buy. And got scared, Yeah. Um, rightly or wrongly, got scared because they're like, oh, the form's not there or the scores aren't there. But sometimes, you know, 
risk and calculated risk, rightly or, or, or not, is, is a really important part of fantasy footy, that's for sure. Any other trade targets you got for us, Tim, before we... I want to talk about cash cows, because you've brought up an interesting oh, okay. point there, Fox. Yeah. No, that was that was the major ones, I think. All right, well, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about the cash cows because you've you've talked about uh, Fox about a must have or as close to a must have as McRae, and I understand yeah. w- what you're talking about. But depending on the fantasy footy format you play, we're in a really interesting week this week. We've we've been screaming out for the past couple of weeks to to help us finish our side for just one or two more cash cows over the multi buy round. That's going to give us the cash generation to be able to make the downgrade. Um, that we need to be able to bring those final premiums in. And there's probably three or four guys across the formats that are on the bubble for us this week in Dream Team and Supercoach that offer value for us. There's Griffin Logue, a defender. Jackson Haitley, the GWS midfielder. He's confirmed in this week. Paddy Nash, yet to be named at time of recording, and it sounds like the Tiger Army is starting to get some of those, you know, premiership players back over the next one, two, three weeks. And then the fourth one is Hind from the Saints. Tim, is there a priority order that's general, no matter the format you play, if you're a non-owner of these guys, these are the ones you have to target? Or is it format to format a different set of priorities of of who should be your cash cow priority? Well, the the number one, surprisingly, seems to be Griffin Logue, given his scoring and his break-even. Yeah, so in Supercoach, he's priced at 164, averaging 98, and a break-even of negative 99. In AFL Fantasy, he's priced over 300,000, just but still has a negative break-even of negative 10. While in Dream Team, just priced a touch over 200,000, 213k. Average of 87, same as AFL Fantasy, but a break-even of negative 77. Yep. And there's not too many players who get negative break-evens in Fantasy. So I would guess he'd be just After, about After, uh, this would be his third game too, yeah. Yeah, but I'd be just about guessing he'd be the lowest break-even in the league this week. Nash is the only one that's a little bit higher, negative nice. 13, and uh, he's about 50,000 cheaper. There you go. So even at 300,000, he's a decent trade-in in Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Because in fantasy, you only need to hang on to him for a couple of games if you have to. Another three weeks and he's done his um, job kind of thing, yeah. In Supercoach and Dream Team, the one thing he does have um, seemingly over the others as well is job security. Why is that? Because we could say he's got job security. Yeah. What's created that opportunity for So um, basically, Alex Pierce yep. getting injured, yep. as unfortunately he often does, <laughs> um, yep. seems to have just opened up the role and plug Griffin Logue straight back in, yep. which Frio seemed to want to play him, but just didn't necessarily have the spot for him, or he hasn't been fully fit or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, he's sure. Just, he's there now. That spot's his. He seems to have the best job security. Of the um, ones. So both in terms of a scoring potential, job security, and break even across the formats, Logue's your number one. Yeah. So on scoring, though, he hasn't necessarily done this before. Nope. Um. So is it sustainable? Is is his role, or is, is it just role? he's matured as a footballer too? You know, he's been in the system now for a couple of years. And if the scoring is not sustainable, does it really matter if he's got job security? Because if you trade this guy in, in like say Supercoach Dream Team, are you likely to trade him out again? Mm. Is is, is he, he the Logan? Is he Logan Austin? Yeah, is that is, you know from last year where he has two or three ripper games out? I know it's like holy hell, this guy's flying, and then all of a sudden you're stuck with the thirties and forties. Or does it even matter if he is? Yeah, like is he 
he's he'd likely to be people's D seven, you'd guess. Yeah. In Supercoach, if he was my D seven, I'd be stoked with that. I think given he's got job security and we've seen him score pretty nicely, granted it's two games of data, um, I'd be very happy to roll into my end of season side with a Griffin Logue there. So why hasn't he got games? In the Is it injury? Oppo- oh. Injury and lack of opportunity. Like Hamling, Pierce, you know, years before it was Michael Johnson, um, you so know, is he gonna Luke Ryan. Up? Is he going to stand up? Well, he's doing better than Harley Burnell. You could say everyone's doing better well, than that, Harley Well, that, that's true, but, you know... Nothing he, against Harley, he's had a no, tough try. Yeah, yeah, he has, and so is Griff, but um, you can only go off the... There's no risk at that price, because he's just there. Worst-case scenario becomes you throw away D8, and he, he makes you money to get you the upgrade you need off Dersma, Lockhart, Darcy Moore, Brody Smith in drink. You know, like, that, that's worst-case scenario you're talking. So you're saying, Tim... Logue's the priority if you don't have him really in all formats, but definitely Dream Team and Supercoach, he's your number one. For me, it would be. If yeah. For you, it would be. Is there a clear-cut number two across the formats, or is that when it starts to become a little more open to opinion, depending on the format you're playing? Well, clearly the scoring is Haightley. Yeah. So the question for Haightley is job security. Yes. And Nick Hine seems a little bit cheaper First game didn't set the house on fire. Mm-hmm. Was certainly a lot better last Kicked week. Kicked three goals, so um, that helped. But so he's scoring on scoring. You just go from what you've seen. Haitley's scoring seems better than Nick Hine if you're mm-hmm. talking midfielders. But is Hine's job security necessarily better than Haitley's? Well, he's came into the side um, when Jack Steele's got injured, and he's still two to three weeks away. And Jack Stevens back at the club training, and the club said that he was needing to almost do another mini preseason. So he's probably three to five weeks away because you'd expect they give him a, a run through the VFL. So potentially he's got a, a couple of weeks of, of job security there because at least he's kicking goals. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Three goals was a lot. Well, in that game it was. Yeah, and he's not going to get that, nor will he then score that every week. Guys that, you know, their score is generated highly through, you know, forward conversion. You're not going to get that from a guy through there. So for, I'm hearing you, and I'm keen to get your take on it too, Fox. And I can run you through the break-evens. They're at coachespanel.tv if you want to go to check them out. If you don't have an assistant coach or a fantasy assistant or whatever your formats call it, you can go and check out the top 20, 25 break-evens over at coachespanel.tv. But on form, you're, I'm hearing you say, Logue's the one. On potential, it's Haightley, but there's a big question mark over job security. And then Hind... Is probably next, I'm hearing you say. But there's a question mark, but it's probably not as strong a question mark over Haightley. Is that a fair summation? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And then there's a couple of sort of cheaper, like not so cheaper guys, but, um, you know, the next step down, I think Rose has played a couple of games. From the Swans, yep. If you need a forward, he's, I think he's the only forward on the bubble. Yep. Um, you go Tom Lynch. So. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you? Spend the extra 100k <laughs> no, and get Tom Lynch. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. Or um, I think the other one <laughs> That was, was a no from Tim <laughs> by the sounds of it. And the other one was Ghana for Port. Oh, yeah. Uh, but again, 
would you pick him ahead of Griffin Logue if you need a defender? Well, and then you've got someone like a Paddy Nation. You're the tiger in the room, so we'll talk about that. He's coming onto the bubble, you know, with a break even of negative 72 this week at a price of 123 in um, Supercoach in AFL Fantasy. He's got the best break even this week with negative 13, just under 230,000 averaging in the mid to low 70s and uh, similar in Dream Team, 157,900. What's his role securing on the side like? Because he, he's looked good for the couple of games he's do had. Want, do you want an answer in one word? Yep. No. <laughs> will he play? The, here we go. Yeah. He'll will play he, this week? He, I, if he does, it'd probably be his last game. Okay. But I, I don't think he will. And that's just because guys like Lambert, Cochin, yeah. Richmond are going to bring four to six guys in. This week? This week, the week after. Um, yeah, the I cavalry's coming. Pro- yeah, I think he'd be one of the first. Like, he's done his job. He's right. got, he's he's had a taste of it. Yeah. They've given him a taste, but I wouldn't want him on the bench for the rest of the year. So I if wouldn't want to bring him in now yep. for, say, one game, because you'd only be bringing him in if he plays, wouldn't it, you? Is he worth it, um, Tim, in, say, an AFL fantasy, where he's priced at that 245k, got the best break even, if he's named, obviously, if he's not named... Null and void question. Is he worth it for a one-week trader in AFL Fantasy just because he's potentially got the best cash generation for you? Or because of what you're hearing from Fox, you're going, look, you might be making 50k one week, but you're just going to get another trade out of it next week. What's your kind of take? Is he worth it for a week? Not in Fantasy, no, because you just go Griffin Logue. Right. I know he's a little bit more expensive, but he's likely to make just as much money in the next one week and he's much more likely to stay in the team. Yeah, so you're saying uh, you know, you're better to go and get go get Logan if you don't, go and get Hatley if you don't, go and get a guy, even a Garner, you know, at that cheaper price point. That seems to be what I'm hearing you say more so than, than that, anything That's else. the way I'd roll it in uh, fantasy. Yeah. yeah, Garner's break even's nine, by the way, in AFL fantasy and is around about uh, 40,000 cheaper. That should be a good kid. Oh, but he's a very good kid. Very spindly. He's got some talent about him. The Tigers yeah, have... Yeah. Now, he's a father-son, but yeah. yet again, they've nailed the pick with, with him and they've got another couple of gun yeah. kids. They're not going away anytime soon. And that's and, probably all he wanted this year was a taste. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. Well, he's right. definitely not best 22. No, I, I think if you've got an ideal Tigers 22, Nash is not in there. Yeah, but he's showing some great signs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some really great signs. We'll see a lot more from him next year. You know, well, you've talked about keeper leagues. Maybe oh, before, sorry, just yeah. before that, there's one other guy who's on the bubble who people may not think of as a guy who's on the bubble, and that's Hamish Hartlett. Ooh. And the reason I mention him is mostly Supercoach. Sure. So in Supercoach, he's priced at 349, and he's currently averaging in the 80s. Mm. Um, so... Again, you probably don't have the trades to trade him in, make a little bit of money and trade him out. So he'd be more... Trading him in as... Like a cheap D6. D6 to D7 on on your run through rather than a... Yeah. Would would you feel in your supercoach side, would you feel content with him as your last defender on field? Uh, I don't mind him as supercoach scoring, but I'd be very nervous... Running him through nine rounds as my D six. Okay, yep. in terms of you know injury history and scoring. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. That's fair enough too. No, no, you would. But no. you know, it's mostly if you're running low on trades, you don't have the money. You got to look at some options like that, like we spoke earlier. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually on my sheet, Tim. But well, that's a I've reason. I've got to Ryan Burton above him in Super. I love the Ryan Burton because pick. he's only well, Ryan Burton's what um, one seventeen k higher. I'm a big fan of the Ryan Burton selection. And how's the uh, uniqueness, Ryan Burton? Like, Rids talked him up, didn't he, two weeks ago? Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. He had a vision. He he didn't fall... (laughs) 
He didn't have a Baywatch vision, but for those that picked him up after the buy, as Ridge spoke about Supercoach owners, you would have been returned scores of a 105 and a 96. Nice. Which is which is more than handy. And then if you traded him in, in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, again, at a, at a cheaper price point, depending on the game you play, uh, he's returned a couple of nice scores for you in, in the, just the past two weeks as well. And that's because of injury and also some players moving out of the side in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. He's returned scores of 93 and 110. And can you give me a percentage owned, please? Uh, an absolute pittance of ownership it is yeah. a, a handful of ownership across the formats so that yeah so someone owns him in Bendigo yeah in Bendigo a couple of people in East Fremantle and right. one in with yeah, 1.4% yeah depending on the format it, it's and barely anyone's Hartlett, uh 0.5 in Supercoach that's 1,127 people. Okay, well, I'll just update Hamish, my prayer list Hamish for those people. Palmer. That's fine. We'll make that happen. Well, well you're talking about Naish as a, as a great yep. young kid. Yeah. Um, and it gets me to thinking of maybe, Tim, uh, um, let, let's talk a little bit about Keeper Leagues. We like to talk about salary cap formats, all of them. We love to talk drafts, um, both Keeper and Seasonal League. It is kind of getting to that final month for a lot of sides that, depending on how they play, they'll use the ultimate footy rule and kind of run the trade deadline to the final Sunday at the end of July. So we're into that month now where if you're in finals contention, you're looking at, okay, how can I bolster the depth of my bench and and the quality of my side for a real all-out finals assault? Also, coaches are starting to look at going, not only am I no chance at finals, but I wouldn't mind sweetening my potential... uh, draft hall, my future side. So so who are some players, and again, every coach is in that different position, who are some players we should be looking to trade out if you're out of contention right now? So finals are no chance, but you're maximizing the trade currency in an ultimate footy keeper league. Who are some guys you'd be saying, if you own them and you're not in contention, tap out on this player to get your best price. Yeah, so there'd be two things. One is if it's a team who's just really needs to rebuild. Sure. Or the second one is if you're a team who reckons you've just been cooled by injury, you might have... Uh, Tabernard, Tom Mitchell, Mitchell Jack Bowes, um, So it's a little Devin different. Smith. One of them might want to keep Doherty. decent team for Doherty, next year. Yeah. And the others might just want to go full full kids. But um, either way, there's a guy you might want to trade out. If you had him, would be Ricky Henderson. Oh, Probably nice get call. you the biggest... Reward. Chances are you just picked him off the draft list this year. Yeah. So now, I mean, I don't know if anyone with Henderson would necessarily be missing finals on the way he's going. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but no, Ricky Henderson be definitely one. He's never done it before, so and he's getting on in years. So yep, make the value now. Tom Mitchell's um, back next year. Maybe you know, Cornelio, depending on which draft board you read. Yes, Matt Suckling. Yeah, another one in defence. Yep, he's doing pretty well. Move him out. You're unlikely to keep him if you're a team who's not in finals this year already. Yep, um, guys like that. Steph Martin maybe. Yeah, um, you know, just guys, basically guys who are premiums this year, but you would borderline drop next year, if or, or have not done it this well before, and at the latter limelight of their career. Correct, correct. Maybe a guy like Cruiser. Now yeah. that he's back, you're like, yes, good, bang, trade Kate him. Simpson. Kate Simpson. Has he got another year left oh, in him. Oh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah. um, all right. These are the sorts of guys. And who are the guys that we should be targeting? Fox? Is there some? Kids that we or some undervalued guys that have had some oh. underwhelming years. Is it the time to start targeting guys like a like a Devin Smith? You, if you're not, yeah, let me give you some names. I'll have to go through my no, keeper leagues. That's fine. They're all in there. Yeah, you're looking at the bad luck you've got. Is, is it the year where you start? If you're out of contention, do you start right. trying to pick off 
the Jesse Hogan's, the Devin Smith's, the Sam Doherty's, the Tom Mitchell's. Is, is that oh. the target that you start going for guys if that are going to re- help you in future? If you're rebuilding, you do. You go sure. for those young ones. Um, yeah. I'd be I'd be looking at Tim English seriously. He'd, mm-hmm. be, he'd be one of the top on top of the list that yep. I'd be trying to get because you might just be able to get him. Yeah, sure. Uh, you probably won't next year. Yeah, he's everything's he's, developing nicely. He's taking some beautiful marks down back. Yeah, he has. Solid hands. and yeah, it moves the ground nicely, yeah. Midfielder in a Bruckman's body. Yes. Um, so he, he'd be probably number one. So he's your number think, one in a keeper league if you were had no, the opportunity? No, no, to look. To look. Because Ruck, Ruckman, it's very hard to find Ruckman. Yes, it, it is. There's, there's, there's so much gap between the first two to throw. Oh, Wits is up there, isn't he? So, yeah, uh, Rowan Marshall's drop, closing the yeah, gap too. Yeah, it drops away very quickly, isn't it? So you're yeah. in a 12, depending on how many are in, how many coaches are in it. Yep. All right. If you're in 12, definitely. Okay. you number one. Are there any players for you, Tim, you'd be keeping an eye on that if you're uh, in cont- out of contention are some guys that are not quite delivered what they'd expected this year through injury form that you're going, oh, I reckon there's something here. I, I could swindle a bargain here by going after them and offloading the Henderson types. Yeah, look, the trick is to get the guys the year before they break out. Yes. And there's always a few of them. There's guys who have dropped players like Cornelio, Hopper, mm. um, whoever, guys like that in previous years who like a year before they just really looked good. So... A guy this year who might even still be available mm. in a couple of keeper leagues, Braden Sire. Yep. Some people have carried him all year. Yeah. I think he's had one good game, one lower game on the weekend, but mm-hmm. um, definitely a guy who either with Collingwood or elsewhere elsewhere, yep. could be um, someone to watch for future years and okay. probably doesn't have a massive price on him, yep. but has really high potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can so, I add, can of I course one? you can. Uh, the copper, the young copper, Constable. Charlie, yeah, go and get I, him. Yeah, I reckon he'll he'll be a big. I I, I agree. I yeah. think we've seen plenty of signs. They just, he plays just a little bit of defence, yeah. Too. So, a little bit of sweeping factor there. Okay. Um, and what about if you're in contention? Then you put it in the reverse. How how all in do you go with the guys that are having these outlier years or that are in their last you know twilight moments of their career? Is it I'm in contention. Do you go all in at the cost? Like, what do you do? Do you start sacrificing your long-term future? Are you getting rid of the kids that have not quite come on but you know will for the sake of a shot at a flag? Or do you kind of do everything you can without destroying the long-term future of the side, Fox? What are you kind of doing? depends on what your team looks like. Yeah, of course it does. So if if you're in contention, say you're top two and you've got Tom Mitchell on the bench, would you you look to trade him? It's a great question. Well, aggressive. I think. I think you yeah, would. I think you. Ha- I think if you're going to win a flag, yep, you have to be aggressive. Okay, so if someone came to you with a a Matt Crouch and a draft pick for a Tom Mitchell, oh, yeah. or a, a, a yeah, Matt Crouch, yeah, well, okay, I've, I've said Matt they Crouch. Need, they I said the wrong the, person. They wouldn't need the draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I picked we'll, we'll the wrong player. Like a Matt Crouch and Ricky Henderson for yeah. Tom Mitchell. Would you, you? Will you take that? Oh, oh, oh definitely. In a keeper league, you go for that. Yeah, oh, you, you, you would. You'd want something significant. Yeah, sure. It's, You'd want a premium midfielder and, and something and, and else. Some, something else. Yeah, yeah, but you're talking about constable, like yeah, um, yeah, Crouch and Constable would do. Yeah, that that would do it in yeah. your eyes. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't keep... sign that quick. Yeah, you, you deliberately wait a few half milliseconds <laughs> to kind of bank that in. To kind of... <laughs> so you're talking about injured guys that are coming out. Well, what mm. about some 
kids that are you know the potentials there whether it be a sire I'm um, thinking like a, a Luke Davies Uniac who's showing the signs he's he's gonna be there are you getting rid of these kids as well to kind of get there or, or is it more uh, you go all in on the guys that you know uh, look I'll, I'll get the Mitchell it'll hurt me but I'm going for it or do you get rid of the, the kids that could be there but aren't just yet there it's always handy to have a couple okay like probably one or two sure like you have one of the best young mids and one of the best mid mm-hmm. category, just just, just stash there. them away. I think you, I think you have to keep one or two, but right. don't have, don't st- have stacks of them. Okay, All right, I think enough. it's worth testing the water too. It depends who you've got and what value you get for them. Like if you've got a Jack Higgins, Davies Uniac, a couple of guys like that, if you think they're going to be really good, but you'd find someone else is willing to pay for that now, and you're in contention, I'd do it. Yeah. Premierships in any kind of sense just don't stumble around. There's got to be an element of in a keeper league, a great but, list build, a little bit of luck on the way. And but you can get a few cheap old guys through late draft picks, like you offer, offer up your pick. Is he towards the end? Yeah, yeah. You pick it. You offer up your pick seven, eight. You know, round, you, not overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, for the for the coming draft, you know. Yeah, and get in a few like you know a few of the older guys that still got some punch in them. Yeah, exactly. And then you just delist them. Yeah, so you're and talking then, about yeah. getting rid of just the back end of your draft hall yeah. that's going to improve somebody yeah. else's exit out of the next year draft. You never know what you can get. You might be able to get a Selwood. You know, he'd be cheap enough at the moment, wouldn't he? You'd yeah, well, people would have picked up Rowan Marshall stupidly late this year in the draft, if not off the waiver wire, yeah. and you're getting 100 forward, you know, there and thereabouts. So every year we get these guys that you pick up crazy late in a, in a draft and deliver... That's a lucky dip, isn't it? Oh, like yeah, it's... of course it's a lucky dip, but but you get it every year. You get one, two, three players that yeah, G- come G- out of nowhere. Jimmy's got a good story of you know how he got beaten by two of the guys. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, we'll let Jimmy tell I think that. that was in a Shiva draft. Yeah, yeah. well, you need you need like a strings ensemble playing something very somber in the background for that story. Maybe we'll try to bring get him, him in and we'll, run, we'll cuddle him. Ma- maybe. <laughs> we're not doing that. But maybe we could do... Here's you a, might need a little cuddle. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that, especially after your West Off comment before. Um, maybe that's something we'll do over this week is we'll put our Facebook post and our Twitter post is I want to hear your draft sob stories where either you made a trade and it went absolutely pear-shaped on you it looked right on paper and then it just absolutely fell apart. Or the other is you felt like you just got absolutely robbed of a matchup because guys came out of nowhere and delivered monster scores, hashtag Lyset this week, that you'd never, ever seen hashtag Tom McDonald this week. That's the kind of thing. So uh, go and check out our Facebook and Twitter handles and check that out. That, that should be landing there very time soon. Oh, I, I once got rolled by Dane Rampey coming off the emergency bench and scoring 120. Oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stories like that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for. Uh, and, and we'll try to collate the best and we'll bring them on the podcast next week and and, and we can all just uh, share each other's pain 
Uh, let's head over to the Patreon army and check in with them. They have a number of questions we want to get to and just a handful that we want to throw out. If you want to support the coaches panel, we could do that in a number of ways, certainly by downloading and listening to the podcast, liking, sharing, and subscribing, uh, everything you can find off socials. But certainly, uh, you can go the extra step and join the Patreon army. Get some exclusive content while you're there. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel. One of the great rewards you get is you get to ask questions on the podcast. And Paul Erickson, great supporter of the panel, uh, wants to know, I'll open it up to you, Tim. It's an AFL fantasy question. He says, should we be targeting Lockie Whitfield immediately when he returns? Look, he's certainly more interested in AFL fantasy. That's his format of choice, but in everywhere. Sounds like he, he, he won't play this week. He's not being named. Um, he but he could still two. be a couple of weeks away yeah. still, which means you're probably five weeks, maybe six weeks left in the season to go. I'll phrase it better. Should we be holding a spot on our side for the return of Lockie Whitfield? Or is it now just uh, he's going to miss too much footy to make it worth trading him in? Look, he's got a pretty high break-even in fantasy. His break-even's up around 140. Yep. He's done that before. I know he has. First, Look, I wouldn't trade him first game. You'd want to see something after the collarbone? Yeah, but, I mean, it might depend a little bit. It depends who his game back is against. If he's at home to Gold Coast, sure. Um, you know, I don't mind it. He's clearly one of the top couple of scoring defenders for the year. Oh, outside of Laird, Lloyd. Hearn, and Lloyd, there's not many others that can match him for potential ceiling. So how do you bring him in? You trade him, folks. <laughs> At that price. But but that's the thing is, is, so he's not back this week. Next week is the earliest still return, which is Brisbane. So potentially it could be at the MCG against Richmond. It would be yeah. the first trade-in opportunity. Um, and that's just seven or eight games for the rest of the year. Look, GW is still have a pretty nice fixture after, after the Richmond and Collingwood game in round 18. It does start to quite open up for them. They take on Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval, Sydney, Hawthorne, the Western Bulldogs, and then they finish their season up against Gold Coast at Metricon Stadium. So Richmond will be close to a full-strength side, you'd think, in three weeks' time. Although um, team, even full-strength, they seem to give up a few points. They do, yeah, especially to midfielders. They, they've really been giving up a, a lot of points, and it is going to take a little bit of time for that synergy to kind of get back in there from a Richmond perspective to be back to the full force that we know they are and will be. They won't finish ninth. That they definitely won't. They're finishing finals pretty safely, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, you're right. So you're talking a Lockie Whitfield of uh, you know seven weeks is what you're going to get out of him. So um, who goes, Brody? Uh, who goes out, Brody Smith? Well, I think that's the question: is is how long do you keep the spot open for him, and is it the player you could bring in, whether it be a Crisp, a Stewart, a Hearn, uh, a Sicily's going to bottom out in about two weeks' time in price. Um, can you do more by choosing that? I think it's an an interesting conversation, but I I don't think there's anyone this year that's shown they have the consistent ceiling like Whitfield. And if I could get him into my team, I 100% would find a way to bring him in. He is good. Jeez, he's good. (laughs) Yeah, he's always been a good player, but he's gone to another gear last year and again up this year. Um, He's certainly done that. Um, for us through there. Uh, another AFL fantasy f- question for us, um, and I think there's a little bit of, of options here, and, and we'll throw it. Um, here we go, Fox. We'll throw the three questions to you, nice and quick. Three, three. Uh, they're all from the same guy. We'll throw them to you. Trading up to Logue and sacrifice the money production on field. 
Which one? He's, Logan Griffiths? Which yeah, Griffin. No, Griffin Logan, not Logan <laughs> Griffiths. <laughs> That's the Fremantle guy. Yeah, yeah, it is the Fremantle <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's good. For him, yep, do what it takes, even if it, it's, you're think, spending the money to get him to make the money. Yeah, I, I'd bring him in. I'd okay. bring him in. All right, yeah, fair def- enough. Definitely, that would be one of my main... Uh, main tra- targets across yeah. the formats. Yeah. Is it worth trading O'Brien to Grundy? Or wait a couple uh, more weeks? Points on field. Grundy would say that. All right, fair yeah. enough. I'd, I'd yeah. prefer, much prefer Grundy. Or even just generally, a few people will have that. If they've got O'Brien in any format, yeah. do you trade him to Gorn or Grundy, whichever one you don't have? Yeah. Like, Is it yeah. worth it on the run home? Well, I, I think this week you're probably okay to go against it, given the Crows come up against Geelong. And we saw what Lysette... Does on his own, but I think um, after that point, then he comes up against Port Adelaide. Um, not too far after that, it, it, with the showdown, and every week you, you think his draw's not too bad. But will no, he? Draw's not too will bad. he stay the Crows' number one ruck the whole season? It, it takes one bad game, and Source will come in. But I think he's doing. I've, I'm seeing. I'm a Crow supporter. I, I can't see Source getting back in without O'Brien getting. I'd say he's done his job. He's made. He's made you what three hundred. The, the time to trade him was last week. Yeah, yeah. He, exactly. He'd done the job. Yeah, and him getting a massive score, having a lower break even, doesn't help you because Gorn and Grundy have done the same thing. Correct. Yeah, uh, 100% right. Yeah, the time to trade him was last week if you've still got him. It's, it's different if you've got a Jared Witts, who he's got a phenomenal fixture. And that trade, you know, you might be 200 points down between... Wits and Grundy between now and the end of the year, but can you make up that points with trading in a player in another position? Because Wits, I think, pretty much after this week, has the perfect run for rucks. I think he's got Gorn once, and outside of that, he's got every possible ruck matchup you could possibly ask for that would be favourable for him. So it's a bit different through that. Last AFL fantasy question that we'll give to you, Fox, and then the others we'll throw out to Tim. A lot of them are AFL fantasy questions, although there is a Tom McDonald Supercoach question. Oh, so we'll, we'll save that <laughs> one for yeah, you. I want that one. Now, you are. That's definitely one coming to you. Uh, it's simple. Is it worth trading Warple out for a Heaney to a Dusty in AFL fantasy? Over the past month, I don't think Dusty's failed to turn up in a, failed to miss turning up in AFL fantasy. Dusty has hit a streak. He's on a really um, nice five week hit. Warpool's a young, younger he's, guy. I think probably, in his best game last week yeah, is he might for the fade year. a little. Um, yeah, I'd, if it's a preference, who would you rather? Yeah, uh, Dusty. All right, well, I agree with that too. Probably not Tahini though. Their average fairly similar, aren't they? Yeah, I, if I was trading into any forward of the trading. Warpool yeah. to a Heaney or a Dusty, I'd be going Dusty. Yeah, we're look, talking Dusty for, yeah, yeah. For, as a forward. Yes, AFL yeah, yeah. and that's the format Dusty, he's picked Dusty, that up. Yeah. Uh, and AFL Fantasy question for you, Tim. Louis Fry, great supporter of the panel. Uh, he's got his own little podcast too. He does some great stuff with that. Uh, Hearn or Salem? Who do you like more in AFL Fantasy, Hearn or uh, Salem? This has been a dilemma a few people have had the last couple of weeks. And uh, last week uh, didn't go great for the Hearn owners. Did not, no. Well, look, base, if you're going on immediate form, Salem, over Hearn. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, it's... You can't blame Hearn for coming back a little no, bit slow right. after an injury, can you? No, you can. You can definitely blame him. <laughs> you know, you're not blaming anybody else. It, it, it's it's not Dom Sheed's fault. Um, look, Shannon Hearn at the moment in AFL Fantasy is going to set you back 656k, um, is what you're pricing there for him, whereas a, a Tyson or Salem is, you know... 25, 30k less. Yeah, look, they've both done it for the better part of two years now. Yeah. So I think really there's. 
flipping a coin. Odds are one of them outscores the other convincingly, the way fantasy works. Yeah, I like Hearn more personally. But if someone said I'm choosing Salem, I wouldn't argue against him. If it's a flip of the coin, don't you go the cheaper? Well, I go with the guy that I think has got the better ceiling. Hearn has had a couple of big scores. Mm. But, get, but again, everybody has a different... Sometimes I actually go for the haircut. Yeah, well, well then if that's the case, you're never picking Dusty <laughs> like the then, work, are you? The he loses every time. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone has a different tiebreaker, don't they? For some, it's, yeah. you know, whatever that factor is. For me, I while cheaper is definitely a big tiebreaker, for me, it's who do I think's got the biggest ceiling? So what was the question again? Well, it's Hearn or Salem. Salem. Oh, felt like I could have jinxed you then. <laughs> It's all right. That's fair enough. And what was the pro? What, what, what was that? It was who, Salem's who cheaper by twenty five. Yeah, but, he's uh, saying Salem. What did you say? I, I like Hearn's potential. So, I got the, score so I've got the vote. I've got the go cast split the vote. deal. Then go on. Then I prefer Hearn in Super Coach and Salem in AF. All right, there you go. There's a question for you, mate. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That's for sure. Uh, flip super, a coin. Yeah, flip a coin. All right, fair enough. So, uh, super coach question. And uh, the last one, we'll throw it over to you. It is very simple. From Craig, uh, he wants to know Craig Keel. Tom McDonald, super coach. He's question mark. cats. He is, he's a wax cat. Very good yep. fantasy footy coach, is our mate Craig. Yes. Just wants to know Tom McDonald, super coach, question mark. Yay, who, nay. Who are we going up against? Doesn't say, just it's a general question. Is it worth it? Before this week, he only had four scores over 80 We've talked about him earlier. We have. Four scores over 80 except this one 30-odd. Yeah, last year he killed it. If he can can find that rare vein of form... Yeah, and if pigs can fly... You'd be right on to it. Um, This might be the match-winning pick for him this year. I think it's the Dirty Harry answer, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel lucky? (laughs) Like, I'd prefer Tom Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I... Why did I go? To be honest, it's cheaper. You you, you got to have about another. Look from a, I actually quite like. I don't Melbourne's mind it. Right. I don't mind it on what I saw last week. Look, he's actually got some pretty decent matchups again. I know. I feel like I'm the upcoming fixture king, but Brisbane, Carlton, and the Bulldogs are the next three weeks for Melbourne. All right, Craig, go for it. Then it gets nasty with the Eagles, but then goes to the Saints. No. Depending on the Richmond, once he picks lineup. up that form, he might carry it on. All, all you need is him to do it for the next four weeks yeah. and it's done its job for you. All right, there you go. I hope that helps you out. Hey, Fox, nice to have you on the episode again, mate. Two out of three yep, weeks, I'm not on too the bubble. bad. You're I'm, on the bubble? I'm now on the bubble. Yeah, well, Jackson Haightley's been on the bubble for a better part of two months. I might not be coming back for uh, five weeks or oh, six oh, weeks. Then. Well, with the West Off call, I thought about it. That's for sure, Tim. Mate, nice to have you in this episode. Yep, cheers. Uh, as always, if you love the coaches panel and what you want to uh, keep consuming via podcasting, make sure you go back and check it out via Spotify and iTunes. Uh, make sure you've hit the, uh, the follow button or the subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying it as we enter into the final couple of months of fantasy footy for the year we hope it certainly goes your way i hope your captain crushes it the coel kings have got some great content for you oh and yes fox speaking of coel we've got a new leader we do have a new leader in the nobel coel go and check it out on facebook tomorrow it'll be on tomorrow thursday thursday morning is when you can go and check that out uh we've got a new leader in the nobel coel which is a coaches panel coach of the year award still not too late to join but gosh you'll need some luck to win it third place is now first place after last week's results there you go you can check that out on facebook Uh, make sure you keep in touch with us and join the conversation on facebook twitter and instagram good luck this week Uh, we will be back next week to chat all things fantasy footy with you